Hello, everyone. My name is Jordan. Welcome to the next episode of Beyond the Sermon. This is a way for us to go beyond the weekend message through conversations, questions and answers, deep dives into topics, interviews, and practical ways to engage throughout the week. The hope is that through this series, you will be encouraged, challenged, and more equipped to be a disciple of Jesus. This episode, I had a conversation with Glenn, the Faith Chapel Missions Pastor, and Eric Basie, Director of CLDI, which is one of Faith Chapel's ministry partners. We talked about discipleship and how there is an opportunity through a study called Perspective that is uniquely effective at helping people tangibly be the hands, feet, and mouthpiece of Jesus. Here's my conversation with Eric and Glenn. Well, hello, everybody. Today on the podcast, I've got two very special guests. We get to have a conversation with our in-house missions pastor, Glenn, and also we have one of our partner organizations, the director. His name is Eric Basie, and he's at CLDI, Um, and he's also a part of some just incredible things happening in our community that extend beyond just that single organization. But today, we get to talk about a really unique discipleship opportunity um, that exists in our area that a lot of you may not have even heard of before. And uh, so we, we get to discuss that. But before we dive into into that specific element, I would love to hear from both of you um, who are here. Can you tell our audience just a little bit of who you are and what you do here? And let's start with you, Glenn, and then we'll hear from you, Eric. Uh, my name is Glenn, and uh, I I have the best job I, I think of anybody's ever had. I um, Here at uh, the church, we get an opportunity to um, take a pretty... Uh, serious uh, perspective on global and local outreach and um, the lead pastor has uh, made that a priority for us and and I get to spearhead uh, a lot of what we do with uh, global outreach and so um, the church as a body has made a commitment to funding a lot of that and so part of it though is we don't want to be just fund managers just a giving church, but we want to be a church that is actively engaged in going and sending people, not just funding them. And so um, we take uh, the equipping and the preparation and the releasing of field workers very serious. And so that's also a part of what we do. Which I can, I can, verify that because it, there's not very many weeks or months that go by that I'm not meeting somebody new that Glenn has, you know, a part of his circle of people that are being sent or that we're partnering with or that we're equipping. And so I can verify, yeah, you actually do what you say you do. <laughs> Eric, tell us a little bit about you and what you what you do. Yeah. Uh, Eric Basie is my name and I'm the director, as you said, of a, a Christian nonprofit in the South Side of Billings called CLDI or Community Leadership and Development Incorporated. It's a mouthful, so we just say CLDI. Um, and really our heart within the work that we're doing in the South Side, which is our oldest part of the city, one of the most vulnerable parts of the city, is we really say that as we lean into the fabric of the community as neighbors and friends, uh, identifying gaps and needs, we believe that there's a gospel response. So that really drives the work of CLDI. Um, hence, we're a Christian community development work, which really means that as we're identifying different needs, that again, as a part of providing that gospel solution, very Jesus focused in what we do, um, gospel oriented, undoubtedly. But we also know that 
part of the gospel is that Jesus proclaimed it not just with his mouth, but he also gave sight to the blind, fed the multitudes, uh, gave hearing to the deaf. And so we would say it's this idea of preaching the gospel in both word and deed. And so that's what we hope to do in the South Side. Um, so we have a housing initiative that we're part of, providing long-term housing solutions for those who typically might have a harder time to rent from other places because of their criminal background or rental history or perhaps credit score. Uh, we have a recovery home for women that we operate, which is a really just provide a, a safe context for women to transition out of jail, out of rehab, uh, to hear and experience the gospel, perhaps for the first time, also to be reunited with their kids as they tra- transition back into society. Um, and then we have some other works along those lines, but really just trying to meaningfully, purposely engage in the Southside community with gospel response. You know, Jordan, I'd just add something to that too, that CLDI has been a great partner for uh, so many of the churches in the area in terms of that training and equipping component through internships and things where uh, CLDI will take um, different individuals from area churches and deeply invest in them and give them back to the churches and say, go serve your community, serve your church. And so that's been an awesome way that uh, CLDI has come alongside us and blessed us as a congregation. Yeah. So that's, that's wonderful. That's beautiful. Um, one of the things that you said that, that I really like is you're, you're doing things that look like Jesus in both word and deed. And, and there's been this word that it's not new, but has been really in my head over the last few months, maybe even almost the last year. And it's the word formation. And so there's this idea, and, and we talk about discipleship. We talk about, um, so many different things in the church that they can become buzzwords and we kind of become numb to it. And that's kind of why I like the word formation because our goal as disciples, right, is to be formed to look like Jesus. And I like, Eric, how you mentioned, hey, we're not just going to talk about it, but we're going to we're gonna do it. We're going to look like him. And so <clears throat> we're here to talk about something called perspectives. And so when as, as we think about this idea of formation or looking like Jesus, both in word and in deed, there's, there's something called perspectives that we're here to talk about. What is it and why does it matter in the bigger picture of discipleship, of looking like Jesus, of all of us maybe on a trajectory to say, I do want to be formed to look more like Jesus. Why would it be so important that we'd take an episode to talk about this one particular thing? Can you tell us a little bit about both of you? What on earth is this thing and why does it carry so much weight? Go ahead, Eric. There's so much. (laughs) Seriously, um, it's a big topic. It is a big topic. And actually, Glenn, I'm going to have you kick it off. And and part of that is, um, Glenn can tell you a little more about perspectives. I'll I'll fill in some gaps. But one of the the things that is so exciting for me that we're here having this conversation today is we would not be having this conversation were it not for Faith Chapel and for Glenn really pushing this through a number of years ago. And so uh, Faith Chapel took the lead to really initiate the first life course in the state of Montana. And uh, Glenn, I'm so glad that you did that and that you allowed us to be a part of that. Just honestly, it's a different landscape in Billings today because of what began, what was it, four or five years ago. So I'll let you share a little bit about that and then I can fill in some holes. Well, it's an amazing course, Jordan. It's actually the the full title of it is Perspectives on the World Christian Movement. And it's, uh, we just shortened that to perspectives. But um, 
over the years, we've just seen that it is, uh, I used to think of it as a missions preparation course, but the reality is that it's just discipleship. It's introducing people to what God is doing globally and where very often even full-time field workers, missionaries, have looked at their work as something that's God put on their heart and they've gone and they've been involved in this village in uh, a particular continent for 20 years, Um, but sometimes never had that sense of a bigger picture. What is God doing globally and how do I fit into that? Um, What we're finding is that when those people come off the field and take this course, that's like, oh my gosh, I I had no idea that that was in the Bible like this. And on the other end of the uh, spectrum, we're seeing new younger people saying, okay, I feel God's calling me in uh, to serve him internationally or deeper in my community, or they're discovering that in a perspective course, they become better fourth grade Sunday school teachers um, because they're looking at literally what is God's perspective on the world Christian movement, world Christian, not worldly Christian, that um, he is doing something and he has had a plan from the very beginning. This isn't something he came up with in the last 50 years. It's all from the very beginning. He has had a desire to woo creation back to himself and he's been very strategic about it and so this course is really designed to help us discover what is that strategy what does it look like today so one of the things that um i think is real fundamental to this course if somebody shows up to take it and they think that this is going to give them the answers they'll be disappointed this is a course that's designed to give them tools to discover what God's doing and 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 how to mesh that calling that is on their life with the situation that they are actually in and the manual that he gave us in his word and how do these things all all come together to say okay now I can begin to discover the answers. So um, it's not an answer. It's not a, there. there's so many questions. When we look at what God's doing globally and when we look at all of the cultural and political uh, geographic nuances, we could never begin to answer those. I couldn't answer those questions for billings, let alone right. globally. But if we can put tools in people's hands where they can begin to discover, oh, my goodness. And we see it in their eyes, right, Eric? We're like when people have that, oh, my gosh, I, I, I know, I don't know what to do, but I know how to figure out what to do. Mm. And that's an incredible moment for people. So I think that's uh, a lot of the reason why we've worked so hard to bring this here, because it, it, it truly, it's not just for what's going on in Botswana, it's for what's happening in Billings and globally. And how can I be a part? We're called to be a part. How do I do it? And so uh, one of the tools that we're trying to put in people's uh, hands is that tool of removing fear. Like mm. I, I called, I know it, but I don't, I don't know where to go. And that's terrifying. I don't know what my next steps are. So uh, trying to put next steps into people's hands. Is that fair, Eric? Is that a good way to talk about this? Yeah, no, I think well said. Um, I think if anything, too, my my first exposure to it was probably close to 20 years ago. Uh, as a Wyoming kid, I, I married a gal who was in Memphis, Tennessee, the Bible Belt, and they had perspectives courses every few months, I felt like. So I'd never heard of perspectives. 
And mm-hmm. I remember taking really just being exposed to that. And I, Glenn, I, I think you really hit the, the nail on the head when you talk about that idea of it's really an unfolding of the narrative of, of the gospel story from, from Genesis to Revelation. And mm-hmm. what I love about that is, yes, to missions, that's partly why we do this, but even more importantly, Jordan, to what you're talking about, this idea of formation, discipleship, equipping yep. as followers of Jesus uh, it is an unfolding of the narrative such that we understand from Genesis to Revelation as a believer, follower of Jesus, so that I can then begin to orient my life around those principles. And I, I think uh, the other thing that's been pretty remarkable to me is I've, I've been in different faith circles from denominations. Um, and honestly, if you'd asked me 20 years ago, I would have figured this was just a Southern Baptist thing. Well, guess what? It's not just a Southern Baptist thing. Almost almost any uh, long-term missionary has most likely taken this course or at least been exposed to it. And then I would say those who are really engaged in meaningful global work, both globally as well as locally from a mission standpoint, undoubtedly, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the vast majority of those have had some exposure to this perspectives course. So it's really just another word that I think of is just, it's, it's an equipper. It's an equipper for us as followers of Jesus to know how it is that we are to, to live and engage. Yeah. You know, Eric, in, uh, that actually reminds me of a conversation that I had with one of the largest sending agencies. Um, and we were talking about perspectives and I was asking you know, how big of a deal it was for them. And they said, this is a starting point. Um, this is the first uh, first step for everybody that comes to us. And they said, just what you said, that virtually every sending agency that they're aware of requires this as a first step. Um, and I said, well, why? They said, Glenn, if we could find something better, we'd be using it. But this mm. is the very best tool that we have available. Mm. Sorry, Jordan. I got no, you. you're, <clears throat> that's great. I, I think... I was hoping, I'm, I'm really glad that, I mean, Eric, you, you said exactly what I'd hoped you said as far as this idea of, of equipping. Um, and so maybe I'd even ask you, could you expound a little bit about, a, a, a little bit upon that idea of, you know, even Glenn, you, you gave, you gave a picture, which I like it of, of a resource that it's teaching people how to discover something, which, you know, asking people questions is often a greater method than just giving people answers, right? Because you're teaching them how to discover things and unravel things. And obviously in our culture, there's so many things that have shifted and changed over the last couple of years. And so, you know, just pocket answers won't do the trick. And we have to learn how to, how to unpack things ourselves and, and, and figure things out as things get change around us, right? So when it comes to equipping, what are the tools that you see people walk away with in their to, to then live out in their neighborhood. So like, let's get really specific with like, Hey, somebody could expect to walk away equipped to do, to do these things. And maybe it's, maybe it's just regurgitating what I'm saying on some level, but, but I love that idea of equipping and that somebody could say, you know, I may not have answers because I think we all look for answers, but I'll have the tools, the resources, et cetera, to walk into whatever situation and, and, and feel like I get to actually live out the gospel. And maybe I'm <laughs> saying the answer as I'm trying to pose a question, but, but maybe give us some of those, some of those things that people are equipped with. Um, you know, I think for me, one of the, one of the big things is just that idea. I always talk about like, you know, we have these, Jordan, you talk about this word of 
these, um, we've hijacked some words and kind of use them around yep. like cliche yep. terms, like yep. gospel, kingdom of God, discipleship. Yep. And, and I always like to ask my interns, even my kids, like we talk about the gospel, but what is the gospel? Right. We talk about discipleship, but really, what do we mean? What is discipleship? And so I always, I always have these, I, I call them the dumbed down basey uh, definitions to things, the way that <laughs> I can understand them. And so when I think about discipleship it really comes from Ephesians 5.10s, but it's we try to learn what is pleasing to the Lord and then we do them. You hear it in scripture, you you then obey it. And so I think from a from an equipping standpoint, it's giving the tools to believers, any believer, to understand just the narrative of the Bible and then just understand how dynamic it is. And uh, again, as a kid born and raised in Wyoming, um, very white state. I had never been overseas in my life uh, until I had met my wife, moved to Memphis, Tennessee. I was a, I was a seminary graduate, living and working in the inner city. And uh, my first time overseas was to Uzbekistan and Afghanistan in 2003. And I'll tell you what, as a part of that, that course, uh, it was really part of that was just taking this course and understanding that God actually, this gospel applies not just to Eric Basie in Wyoming, but the gospel applies to every single person who has breath of life. And I got I, I witnessed that for the first time in my life, seeing that the gospel really matters to a person in Uzbekistan. The gospel really matters to a person in Afghanistan. In Afghanistan. And, and for those reasons, it was just mind-blowing. I mean, honestly, I thought that Christianity was this, this religion if you will, this gospel that was good news for us as Americans, I was, if I'm really honest with you all, I wasn't so convinced it was the, it was the best news for everybody in the world. This course helped shatter that false reality to under, help me understand that the best news for every person in, in this world is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then to see, give me the tools to understand the way in which the gospel informs and shapes every, every nation, tribe, and tongue. And in a way that might look different than American Christianity, but the essence is very much the same. So much so that there's this yoked similarity with, with as, I, as I'm interacting with a, a believer from Afghanistan, that there's a sense of sameness that's there yeah. because of this truth. So I think part of that, that that's probably one of my biggest takeaways, just that equipping, uh, giving a, a bigger framework to understand not only our world, but the way in which Jesus and the gospel really impacts the world. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. So <clears throat> when we look at this specifically, you know, Glenn, you even brought up uh, a few minutes ago, this idea that you talked to a, a sending agency, so to speak, and they said, hey, if we found anything better, we'd use it. So even at Faith Chapel, there are many, and, and I'm not trying to downplay any of the other discipleship formation tools that are available to us, but this one seems to carry weight in both both of your roles, that you guys would would highlight perspectives to be different, to be unique, and to be even more intense and more effective than other studies and resources. So why, what, what makes this the go-to? What what would make this be something that would give it so much emphasis compared to other studies? I, I've got a really lousy sales pitch on this, Jordan. <laughs> okay, great. I can't um, wait to hear it. <laughs> yeah, it goes something like this. This is really expensive, very difficult, and takes a long time. 
um, yeah. please come and do this. Yeah, that, uh, that's, that's, I mean, sign me up. <laughs> you're right, right. Um, and, and so just to clarify that, it does. I mean, it, it is expensive. It's about 280 bucks, I think. Um, it takes uh, about almost four months. Um, and, um, it, it, and it's difficult. It's, it involves a lot of reading. This, this is the textbook here. Um, it's it small, could be, a lot of pictures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It could be it could be uh, daunting. I just uh, believe that it's been so worth it. But, uh, uh, Eric and I, I know him well enough to say he's just like me. We're about fruit. We want to see uh, good things happening. We want to see transformation, yep. and we keep seeing it. Yep. So it, it encourages me to say. Take something off your plate so you can put this on. Spend the money yep. and spend uh, the time. And it's going to be hard. You're going to be really glad when it's done. But you're also going to have some really cool tools. So the course is broken down. To get to your actual question, Jordan, the course is broken down into four main components. There's the biblical perspective. And so I, as believers, I think there's some real confidence that comes when I can say, well, it's in there somewhere versus um, being able to say, this is what God promised in Genesis, and this is what we see him doing. And and I think a lot of uh, believers, long-term mature believers, feel like God got saved between Malachi and Matthew, you know, (laughs) Um, that somewhere in there, uh, Jesus, you know, uh, got had a salvation moment or something. But to see Jesus from the very beginning, to see uh, God at work, and that his plan always was for all people. The Jewish people were not chosen because uh, that's who he wanted instead of everybody else. They were chosen to be a demonstration of his wooing and of his love. And, and that was their calling was to be a light to the whole world. And that's always been his heart. And then the historical perspective, how has the church responded to this biblical message? And to be honest, sometimes we've been lousy and sometimes it's been glorious. But but in both of those, we have examples for, okay, this doesn't work. This does. Or we've needed a course correction. And yeah. so uh, seeing that. And then there's a cultural perspective, the contextualization of this gospel. Eric mentioned earlier that if you're an Afghan, um, the gospel message will look different coming through your life than it will if you live here in Billings or anywhere else. But we want to be careful to let the Holy Spirit be the one who shapes what that looks like. And we, again, going back to the historical, we have examples of choir robes where they were inappropriate, steeples where they meant nothing, and where we've tried to transpose uh, Western Christianity in other places. But we have so many more examples of uh, phenomenal churches meeting under mango trees. I can show you pictures on my phone of uh, churches meeting in places we would never call a church building, um, but the body of Christ is thriving in yep. those locations because they don't have this sense of what it needs to look like other than it needs to bring glory to God and it needs to bring transformation into their lives in the community. And then finally, uh, and maybe this is more to your point, Jordan, is the fourth is the strategic perspective. How do we take these next steps? Okay, I've got a biblical foundation. Um, I have a historical understanding. I have a cultural perspective. What do I do with those things? And so the last quarter of the course is focused on 
okay, where do I go? What do I do? I've got these tools, but what should it look like? And as part of that, uh, one of the requirements of the course, there's actually a, a project, that uh, an original project that each student is working on. Some of them, they can work in collaboration with each other or an individual, but it's designed to say, what am I going to do with this? Yeah. And even as I say that, I realize it could be daunting, but it's really something to take and say, I want to do a real project, not a made up, you know, a hypothetical, ethereal thing, but what can I do to be part of God's global perspective and bring transformation into somebody else's community or life or into my own? That's awesome. What So uh, that, that transitions us really nicely into... Um, my next question, which is what have you seen as a result of perspectives so far um, in Billings and around the world? So I'd say both. And and that strategic ending of, of the course, even focusing on, all right, let's put this in action. Um, and for those, I mean, that's even something that I love even in the, in the conversation. I'm just going to zoom out for a second around what my role is here and what we're trying to do with an online community. And some of the audience who'd be listening to this would be familiar with this idea that we're trying to figure out how do we put our faith in action, no matter where we live, right? As as the church has changed from being just a local in-person expression, there's now people all around the country who, who would consider Faith Chapel their home church. And so one of the things I love about this idea of perspectives is giving people resources and tools so that no matter where they live, they can be what Nate says at the end of every message that we could all quote, be the hands, the feet, and the mouthpiece of Jesus. And so what have what have you guys seen already as a result? What are some of the practicals? What are the some of the what is some of the fruit that's already maybe started to um, show itself as a result, and maybe it's even just the beginnings of it. Cause you know, anything like this, it could take time. It's a, it's a long game approach, right? Which I also love, but share some of those things, share with some of the things that you've seen that you're like, yes, this is worth it. This is, this is doing something fantastic. I can, uh, I'll, I'll chime in here a little bit just because again, this is why I'm just so thankful for Glenn and Glenn, was it in 2018? Was that the first live course? I, th- I believe so. Yeah. Um, it was either, it might've been 2017 because we had just opened up CLDI and we hosted it in the spring of 2019. So one of the things that I've seen, so I moved, I, again, I'm a Wyoming kid. I spent some time elsewhere, about eight years in Memphis, Tennessee, my family and I relocated to the South side of Billings and in the fall of 2009. And again, from the time of my leaving Wyoming to, to end up in, in Memphis for those eight years, I would say my life was radically turned upside down from this understanding of realizing what God's call was for us as Christ followers, but also specifically what God's call was for my wife and I. And so when we moved here, I was, I was a very different person. I, but I understood the Montana people because I grew up in Wyoming. They're, they're one in the same. And right away I was invigorated, not only seeing the support that we had to do this work in the Southside community. I mean, we had we had church support, we had people, we had many believers. There was a great gospel presence here in our city. Um, but I will say from my my observation was that this conversation about thinking about other nations, other places in the world was very low on the radar. Um, so much so that when I would begin to have these conversations with folks, it was like, oh, that's that's not for me. That's for somebody else. When we began having these conversations about 
What would it look like if Billings, Montana were ever to be a city that would receive mm-hmm. refugees? I can tell you in 2009, I was like, I was, I was the odd man out. This was not a popular conversation to be having, not with non-believers, but with the believers. And that continued on, honestly, through 2015 and 2016. It was, it was still a hostile conversation to talk about Muslims, to talk about places like Afghanistan, to talk about what does it look like for us to meaningfully engage Syrian refugees? Then uh, Glenn and, and, the, and Megan, phenomenal job leading uh, the, one of the largest classes in the Northwest, that first live class that we had at Faith Chapel. And I'll tell you what, I have seen a massive shift in the mindset of believers here in Billings, Montana. It is it is yoked churches together. I mean, I think typically we're having anywhere from eight to 12 different churches represented at these courses. So, I mean, it is very interdenominational. It's coming around a common theme of the gospel, the basic biblical teachings of, of scripture, what it, God has called us to do. And I have seen walls fall down. I have seen scales fall off of eyes such that Billings, Montana, Christians and churches are beginning to to think and engage far more with a, a wider perspective on God's heart for the nations than I've ever seen before. Um, and I can tell you as one who talks about refugees, who talks about Muslims often in my context, and I'm trying to often engage those places, both going as well as really trying to find out what are ways that we can we can bring people here, that we can be a welcoming city. Um, it is a very different conversation to have that today as it was even four years ago, five wow. years ago. And again, yeah. I, I would say for me, that's probably one of the biggest takeaways of this shift I've seen within Christians in, in Billings, Montana, having a more global mindset. And I, I, I couldn't be more elated. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, um, Eric has really led us as a community, but also actually as a state in uh, this direction. And uh, a team has coalesced around this idea. And as I'm thinking through the minds, uh, through my mind of everybody on that team, they're all perspectives. Uh, alumni um, who have come along and nobody, they they jumped in and formed a team um, under Eric's leadership. And so that's really been uh, phenomenal to see. Um, I think, uh, Jordan, one of the things that has happened uh, where we've seen, one of the reasons why we've seen this uh, uh, shift is um, we didn't just go around Billings and we have a phenomenal wealth of uh, strong uh, speakers and leaders and believers here, but we actually have been pulling people from across the nation. So in this 15-week course, um, we're bringing people from Los Angeles. Eric introduced us to some amazing teachers out of Tennessee and different places. So we're going wherever it takes to find the best and highest qualified uh, speaker and lecturer each week, and, and we'll bring them here. Um, but that we've just had a commitment to the very highest levels of teaching. What what that's meant is that we've had uh, field workers uh, from Mongolia who uh, saw uh, the very first believers in Mongolia come into existence who come to Billings and tell us how did that happen? Why did we see that happen? We have uh, leaders and instructors from across the nation who are bringing in very different ideas and things than uh traditions and perspectives than maybe we would be exposed to right here. So we get that infusion, which has been a big deal. Um, another thing that happens is that 
uh, looking at my calendar, I'm doing a wedding in several weeks uh, of two people that met each other at a perspectives course, and um, which is awesome. But what it signifies is that you have all of a sudden what God has birthed deep in your heart and you're longing for. And sometimes there's a loneliness, you know, um, Eric, not to correct you, but um, the lowest number we've had is 11 uh, churches. Last session, there were 21 different Billings churches wow. engaged in this. And so what it, we get this exposure, like maybe you're the only person from one of those 21 churches. And it's like, uh, this might not even be a big part of your tradition in that church, this outward focus. And, and all of a sudden to look in a room with, I think there were 80 people at the last class and to look around and go, I'm part of something much right. bigger than just me. Or right. And I, this is something that's deeply interesting and exciting to me. And I'm not running alone. God's doing something in my community and in people. So I think it's very impactful in that regard um, is to say, okay, I, I, there's a lot going on. God's, God's bigger than I thought. Um, Billings is more uh, engaged than I thought. And the church is uh, grander and more diverse than I ever imagined. And I can do this right here in the context of Billings. Um, and then uh, I would say probably one of the most tangible ways that I've seen it for me is um, just the number of people from 2017 or 2018 who have taken this course, who are now, they don't even live here anymore. They are now serving in all different parts of the world. And they're putting into play what they, by their own choices, nobody said, you have to go do that. They're saying, I got what I needed to fulfill the things that God put on my heart. And that's just the ones who have gone overseas. But I know many of them who are in the building that I'm serving in the building I'm sitting in right now, who um, are excited because they're serving better as an usher or better as a, a Sunday school coordinator, or they've taken this and actually walked it out in ways that they're excited about, that they're impacting more lives and seeing more of that formation, Jordan. I think that's an awesome word. And they're seeing that formation in their own lives and they're using these skills to, um, help other people who are seeking to be formed in the image of Christ themselves. So that's, I think it's been pretty impactful in our community. Yeah, that's cool. And I, and I mean, even just to, to think of the connection, all the different places you've, you've mentioned and, you know, a wedding and, and people from Mongolia, like all, I, I love that even as a, an extension of perspectives is an actual experience of what you're talking about. People from other yeah. places like it begins the, the 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 study also includes people that aren't just local to your own community and yeah. so i love that that's 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 part of it well to to wrap this up i've got a couple further questions that are very practical about somebody who might listen to this or see this or whatever they however they consume <laughs> this conversation um how can they get involved and i actually have a specific question is what if they don't live in the billings area are there options like You've talked about how this is more than just a, a Billings movement. That there's there's a little bit of a national. This this is this is beyond Billings. This is beyond Faith Chapel. This is beyond CLDI. It's bigger than us, right? So, how can someone be involved? And if they don't live in Billings, is there an online option? And then, are there? This is a specific question, but are there scholarships? Or what if somebody says, "Hey, I love that. I've got the time, but I don't have the money." That could be an obstacle for somebody that that's that's feeling that. So, anyways. 
what what could we give people as practicals for next steps? Uh, very good questions. Let me start backwards. Um, uh, there definitely are scholarships available. And so the best way to do that is in the application process uh, to uh, mention that that would be needful or uh, to contact us here at the church. There is a team of people. So this takes a huge coordinating team and they have an application process Great. for um, the scholarships. But one of our goals is that um, money would never be what kept somebody from doing this. We always want buy-in, so right. nobody gets a right. full scholarship. Um, uh, but uh, there definitely uh, is some assistance available. Great. Yeah, that's great. Um, and I would echo that with what Glenn said, just about not letting money be a barrier. Um, I think it's also important to note there are different levels in which to participate in the class. Again, it's 15 weeks. As Glenn said, it's it is, it's like almost four months. It's, it's a heavy lift. Um, so some of the different levels you can do it, you can do just what they call a reading level, which is basically you're reading the assignments, you're showing up to, to, the, to the class, and you're engaging, uh, nothing beyond that. Um, you can do it for a certificate level, which means that you are reading the assignments, you're going to class, you actually have some weekly homework. I, I'd say you can, you can probably count for maybe two to six hours of work to do within the week. So it's, again, it's a heavy lift, but in the end, you end up with a certificate that will, will go with you. Um, and then if you're a college student or you want to do seminary credit, you can actually do it for that as well. It will cost you a little bit more money, but it's a great way to, to go ahead and do that. So here's what I tell people is it is a really heavy lift. Um, it's just my opinion that I'm saying this. I it is, you know, outside of reading the Bible, I, I would say this is the one class that I would recommend every sincere follower of Jesus mm. to to engage in. Um, again, outside the Bible, I think perspectives every every believer should take. Um, so even if you, heaven forbid, don't read and you just show up to the to the to the classes and you engage in the conversations, you will be blessed. You will mm. learn a lot. And in fact, again, full confession. The first time I did perspectives almost 20 years ago, I was really busy. I was like, I don't have time to do all the reading. So I just went to the class. Well, I've done perspectives a few times now. And I'll tell you what, the second time around, I did do the readings and I was blessed even more so. So I say that to say that if you know you can only commit just to showing up, then I still think there's great value in yeah. you doing that. Um, the other thing would be that this year it's going to be hosted. We're going to have a live course again at Harvest Church. Um, so if you're interested in that, the first one will be on January 18th at 6 PM. Uh, you can jump on, uh, Harvest Church's website. You can jump on CLDI's Facebook page. I'm sure that, uh, I'm sure that we can link this somewhere as well within the yep. Faith Chapel yep. media. Um, so again, you can show up, you can show up for the first course week or two. And if you're still not sure and you're on the fence, just go show up see what it's about. And then if you're like, yes, this is, this is for me, then you can, you can actually sign up at that point in time as well. So, uh, check it out. That, that would be my strongest recommendation. Okay. Do, do, yeah. do they have any digital expression for perspectives or is there an yes. online, a way to take it online? There is, and it's offered, you can take it, you can start it at more times, uh, during the year. Okay. I think it's a great way to do it, but I would strongly urge if somebody's doing that, that they would form uh, a cohort sure. not to do it, not sit in your basement yep. and do this on your own, get together some friends and do it. But 
we've we've seen both we've done an awful lot of both actually and there's really nothing quite like doing it live with a group of people who you're going to see them at walmart you're going to see them at church you're going to see them at the gas station and you have this ongoing opportunity uh, to continue to engage but but a big part of it too is that ability to every week have serious difficult questions and ask an expert in person and say, help, walk me through this. Why Why am I struggling with this right. so much? Or um, what it, what's been your experience with yeah. this? So I think uh, the ability to take advantage, if possible, of a, of a live course is, is exceptional. Well, I like the idea, too, of, you know, if somebody doesn't live in the Billings area or it doesn't live close to where one's being hosted, Definitely. that they could in, invite a small group to be a part of it, that there would still be Absolutely. a communal element to it of let's do this together. Let's struggle through yeah. this trip through it <laughs> sometimes yeah, or yeah. uh, be challenged together. But also I think that also yeah. creates, at least for me, if I'm, if I'm not going to, if I'm going to do something that hard, I'm probably going to need some people to remind me, Hey, you need to be there <laughs> or you need yeah, to go yeah. through this. Otherwise there's a, there's a chance that if I'm doing it by myself, I might just quit. <laughs> yeah. So I like and that community. Aspect. Eric and I have both hosted a cohorts of people cool. doing it online and I, I think I can speak for Eric and say, get a hold of us. Don't. Okay. I, we've got some things that we've discovered work better with a cohort like that, yep. um, and some challenges and ways to mitigate them. And yep. so we would love to help in any yep. way that we could. So then, if if you are listening and that's something you'd want to do, and you don't live in the Billings area or don't live near where Perspectives is hosted, please reach out to us. You can email podcast at faithchapel.cc to start the conversation, and we'd I'd love to connect you with with Eric or or Glenn to to help provide some resources um, if you want to do a local cohort local cohort wherever you live. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for this conversation. Any final words before we uh, close this out? I would just love to say uh, I'm grateful to both of you. I think what you guys are doing is uh, really bringing some transformation into our community here, but abroad. And uh, um, I just feel blessed. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love that uh, we get to be on team together, whatever our churches are, whatever our assignments are, that God's given us an opportunity to work together. I'm grateful for both of you. Thanks, my friend. Likewise. Um, Yeah, no, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here and just to share about perspectives. And then, Lastly, I think just as an encouragement to to every believer here and every church in the city of Billings, uh, I am I'm just so convinced that, that God is doing just a mighty work here in Billings, and I think in pictures a lot. And so one of the pictures I have is that there's a there's a massive aqueduct of of just the Spirit of Christ flowing through the city, and it's through individual believers, it's through the church, and. It's really what's interesting to me, again, as a kid who grew up in Wyoming, I would have thought that Billings would have been similar in this. It is not. Billings is receptive and attuned to the gospel in a way that my hometown was not or still is not. And what I see within that is not only people who genuinely believe in in, in the gospel and great churches, but what's exciting to me is I see massive global implications that God is using the church and churches and billings to participate in this great kingdom work. And so, uh, man, I think no better time to be in Billings, Montana than now. And God is using this small little town in Montana to do really radical things worldwide. And it's really fun to be a part of. Well, that was very encouraging. Thank you for, thank you for sharing. That's cool. That's a cool perspective. Ah, that was a bad pun. I'm sorry. I had to dad jokes. I shouldn't be allowed to have a microphone. Well, thank you so much, gentlemen, for your time and for this conversation. Appreciate you both. 
If you'd like to be a part of Perspectives, there's a link attached in the show notes to the Billings Perspectives information and another link to the Perspectives website where you can find out more about their digital options. Until next time. Thank you.